You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. All right, here's the deal right now. Football fans, you bet new, obviously new people only, but you put down $1 on any team to score and you can win $100 in free bets. I'm assuming that some team is going to score out there. So you know what? Throw that in there. New customers, hop on into DraftKings. All right. Now we are joined by the voice of the women's basketball team, Mr. Brody Dryden. Now, I was talking a little bit about uh, I was talking a little bit to my guy before, and um, to people out there um, that don't exactly know, Brody, um, you are not you're the voice of the women's basketball team this year. And quite frankly, I listened to a good percentage of your call in South Dakota, and you're doing an amazing job. Just kind of you know. Give people out there just a little bit of a background on who Brody Dryden is. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Mike. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, but yeah, I uh, you know I'm I'm Brody. I I grew up in Tucson. I've grown up uh, a Wildcat Wildcats fan. I've been uh, around the business for a while. Mike and I, uh, we you know Mike. We've obviously worked together a lot. I kind of got. Uh, all of my experience doing play-by-play and whatnot, doing uh, camp radio at the U of A. I just graduated in May. Um, so I, I covered the U of A women's basketball team as well as like everything else on campus uh, for those four years. And uh, yeah, super blessed to, to have the opportunity to be broadcasting women's basketball teams this year because uh, they're such a phenomenal program. We, we all saw what they did last year. Um, and already getting off to a to a hot start uh, th- this year and everything. It's it's such an insane job uh, to be able to do, and it's fun. So thank you. I hope I, I you know, I don't. I, I want to be getting better, you know, throughout these mm-hmm. you know beginning games. So I I appreciate your nice words, Mike. But I, I hope uh, you know from from this point on, I'm going to keep on building, keep on making the broadcasts uh, better for everyone out there in Tucson. All right, Brody. So now let's talk a little bit about this women's basketball team. And you got to make the uh, the fun flight to South Dakota yep. to uh, Arizona, Louisville. And this is a game, too, because Louisville's ranked sixth in the nation at the time. Arizona's 22. And I think this is a game that a lot of people had on their calendars is, all right, we're going to find out just how good Arizona is in the past in the post Airy McDonald era. And Brody. They passed with flying colors in that game, my man. Oh yeah, they they definitely did. Arizona uh, coming into the season ranked number twenty two in the A people. I think raised some eyebrows for uh, you know the people who saw them go to the national championship last year. Given they did lose their star player, Ari McDonald, and uh, that's a big question mark when, when you lose your best player. She was twenty points per game, Pac twelve player of the year. It's undeniable there. There's going to be a question mark around the team. Uh, following her departure, but I, I still think that was a surprise to be going from best, no, second best team in the Pac-12, uh, you know, national runner-up, all the way down there. But uh, I think it was a obviously smart idea now to be going against a test like Louisville, who was in the preseason ranked number six. The the thing is, they were in the same position. Louisville lost Dana Evans, who also had 20 points per game. She was ACC player of the year. She had a phenomenal run um, in the play uh, in the postseason tournament for women's basketball until they got to the Elite Eight and then lost to Stanford, who eventually beat Arizona in the national championship. 
Um, so the fact that they were in a very similar situation, uh, you know, they still got some great players. So does Arizona, though, but they were ranked so much higher. I think it was really uh, a, a statement win, not only, you know, for Arizona as the team of themselves, but kind of the Pac-12 and this whole narrative that, uh, you know, teams are being rated differently and, and stuff in the, in the preseason. But that's the thing. It's so early in the season. There's so much time to prove yourself. Um, that era, era, this is just the first step for Arizona. The, the new AP poll hasn't quite come out yet this morning, but I'm excited to see, or I'm really intrigued to see where they where they end up um, in, in this new poll because it, it could be, you know, they could have jumped really high after this win. Yeah. All right. So when I um when I watched uh, the game, and granted, I'm not uh, I'm not an expert. I'm not an insider on uh, the women's basketball team. That's why we got guys like Brody Dryden in here. So, Brody, when I watched this team against Louisville, the one thing that really stuck out to me is just how big they are and just how imposing they are down low. I mean, when you're going from a Lauren Ware to a Kate Reese to, I mean, heck, when Sam Thomas is one of your smaller perimeter, obviously smaller, kind of a swing forward type, and you got Copeland, you just come at them in waves out there. And that was something that I thought that they had a more of a margin for error than Louisville did in that game, mainly because of the height and the fact that they could kind of play volleyball at the rim. Yeah, exactly. That That's one big difference between uh, this year and last. A, a lot of people compared last year's team sort of to the old, um, in the NBA, Philadelphia 76ers teams where Ari McDonald was the Allen Iverson kind right. of running everything offensively. But Arizona, especially in that national championship game, they were still within a point. But um, one of the weaknesses that you could see was that they did seem a little bit undersized. And uh, down low and the post play wasn't necessarily their specialty. But Kate Reese um, coming back, she was the leading scorer for Arizona with 21 points. And she's gotten improved. She already had a good three-point shot. It seems improved. Uh, this year, and you're right, Ariah Copeland, the uh, grad transfer from Alabama, has helped down low. I, I think Aaronette Vonley, uh, who's a freshman mm-hmm. this year, she actually didn't play in uh, the game against Louisville, but I think she helps a lot down low, another really good post presence. And it, it, with the post and the, the guards and um, the, the wings for Arizona, it just seems a lot more balanced this year rather than leaning on you know one side of the ball or or anything so it's definitely an improved uh post game and like you mentioned lauren ware coming after her uh she had a summer with team usa in the under 19 teams i think she brought that experience back she's you know has a ton of confidence you can see her emotion out there uh as as kind of a leader on the court despite you know she is still a a younger player it's it's a really well-balanced team we got here you know what's amazing, too, and I was doing a little bit of prep last night, looking at the recruiting profiles for uh, some of these women, and, I mean, it, it's – Adia Barnes, the way that she's recruiting right now is kind of amazing. So you get Kate Reese. Obviously, she's older, but she's the first McDonald's All-American in school history. Then you get um, – excuse me, a Lauren Ware, another McDonald's All-American. Coming in next year, you got a Maya Najee, another McDonald's All-American – I'm not saying that Adia Barnes is going to recruit at like a Gina Oriema level because, quite frankly, that's kind of like Coach K. There's one Gina Oriema. But, Brody, 
just looking at it, she seems like she's going to be able to get the kind of players that she needs to be able to really make this a top 10 perennial program, which if it's not already, I think it's certainly on the verge of. Exactly. I, I think you're exactly right. And we heard from Sam Thomas last week at a press conference, and she was talking about when she came in five years ago now, uh, she was the highest recruit to come in and, and however long. And since then, you know, it just keeps on building and, and getting higher and all these recruits are higher ranked and the, the, the recruiting classes keep getting bigger and better. Um, so, yeah, Adia Barnes has done a phenomenal job recruiting and getting Maya Naji. A lot of people have kind of attributed the uh, Zeke Naji connection, which is very, very much true. Um, because I think that did help. Um, Adia Barnes said how Zeke had a great time on campus and that, that helped Maya. But um, Adia Barnes says time and time again, you know, she doesn't necessarily recruit. Talent helps and, and everything, and that's what gets your eyes there. But uh, she recruits for the people, and she wants to create a good culture. And that's what I think America fell in love with. We saw that last year in the uh, NCAA tournament. Everyone fell in love with the program. Uh, they liked watching Aaron McDonald. Uh, Dia Barnes was everyone's favorite coach, and and that really got eyes on the program. So now it's not up to when Adia Barnes started. Arizona was kind of at the bottom of the Pac-12, had to get whoever they can uh, take or whoever. It's like uh, they have their own choice. They can pick uh, whoever they want. They, they've got some some really solid recruits coming in, and they're really building. They've already built. That's the thing. It, it's, it seems like the narrative is still like, they're building and they are, but it's built right now. And, and right. I can see the, the evidences from this past weekend's game against Louisville. It, it's Arizona is here on the, the national stage. You know what also is on the national stage? And that's the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. You throw down $1 on an NFL game. If either team scores, you can get $100 to play with there. Doesn't really get any better than that. Now, this is for 21 and up, Arizona only. If you got a gambling problem, call 1 800 Next Step. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right, Brody. When I looked at when I look at some of these games right here, I think to myself, you know what? Especially with the Tommy Lloyd era. With DraftKings, might be something you want to take a little bit of the over on. Same with the Dia Barnes, the way that they get up and down the court. That's a fun brand of basketball and, you know, something to look at. And it's certainly got to be a fun brand of basketball for you to cover. Oh, it, it definitely is. And, um, you know, the, the offense has had to change for Arizona this year on the women's side because of Ari McDonald's departure. But as I mentioned, it seems a lot more balanced. We saw um, a lot of different players that may not have gotten as many shots, as many touches last year, uh, getting those. And so I, I would actually advise, or I don't know, not advise, but I would just take a look at um, some of the unders for Arizona women's basketball because they, they're playing such good defense. Yeah. Um, and in that Louisville game, in the first quarter, um, neither team got out of single digits. I think it was nine to eight at the end of the first quarter or something, just because not because of bad offense or anything. Obviously, they're two great teams. It's just they're so great defensively. It was kind of a gridlock there until they you know could what, open things up in the second. You know what really uh, kind of struck me, too, is even though it was a 61-59 overtime score, Brody, it felt to me like 
Arizona was clearly the better team. And that if either team, like if you just watch both teams and you didn't know the ones ranked six and ones ranked 22nd, you'd look at it and you'd say to yourself, hmm, interesting. Um, Arizona looks better. They had so many chances at the end of regulation to win that game in overtime as well. And it, so it didn't look fluky. It's not like Arizona came out there and bo was bombing, you know, threes that they'll never make again. This seemed like a very well-orchestrated beat. I don't want to say beat down because they won by two, but a very well-orchestrated win that didn't appear fluky in the least. Oh, yeah, not at all. And I think that just goes uh, to show, again, kind of that still underrated and overlooked aspect of Arizona and the Pac-12 because – uh, Louisville just being Louisville a little bit more of a historically um, successful program got the upper hand that number six ranking despite losing their best players just like uh, Arizona did and um, I think one normally in polls uh, across all sports you don't see much of a difference between the AP poll and the coaches poll you know right. I feel like it's normally you know maybe one or two difference uh, one thing, you know, the people who really knew the, you know, are the coaches, they ranked Arizona at 15 and the AP right. poll was down at 22. So it's like the coaches kind of knew, all right, they're, they're getting a little underrated here. Let, let's put them up a little bit higher. But I, I think one of the other things from the game against Louisville was, um, the fact that Arizona only got to the line less than half as much that Louisville did. Arizona shot 14 free throws where Louisville shot 30. So, um, you know, that's going to be something I, I asked uh, Coach Barnes after the game, and she said that's going to be something they have to work on. You know, you see the fan reaction across social media, not right. necessarily in love with the the officiating and whatnot, but that that tells a, a big reason why it seemed like Arizona really had Louisville in their pocket for a lot of the game. But um, you know, Louisville just stuck with it. They got to the foul line a, a lot, so that's going to be something. Especially getting into Pac-12 play, Arizona's going to have to face because they are such a tough defensive team. They are so aggressive that foul trouble could be uh, an issue going later in the season. All right, Brody. Andre Vera says, Brody, now that we are through a few, a couple games to start the season, what concerns you most about this team? Mm, that's uh, I, I love Andre. Um, Andre's the man. Yeah, he is. Um, let's see here. I, the thing is, taking down the number six team, uh, it's it's kind of, I'd say right, right there, you know, the defense um, is top-notch, best in the nation. Uh, if not, they're close, but, you know, they just got to control the fouling a little bit. And I know, you know, the, the fouling is a little bit subjective game right. by game. So it, it might not be that high uh, going through it, but, you know, adapting to what the refs are calling, um, you know, down the stretch here and making sure that the team doesn't get into foul trouble. I, I think that's uh, one of the issues because Sam Thomas wasn't in for the, those last a uh, few minutes of the ball game because she she fouled out. You know she didn't score a single point. Let me take a look here. Yeah, Sam Thomas didn't score a single point because you know she didn't shoot as much. She's you know a lot more right. of a distributor and you know that kind of is her leadership this year. And she's still playing the lockdown defense she always had. But um, kind of getting that under control, I'd say, is the the biggest concern because apart from that, I've said it before, really well rounded. They've got shooters this year. The post is deeper. Um, 
and they're looking good. And it's still so early that I'm sure some more things will pop up and we'll learn more about the team over the next couple weeks before uh, Pac-12 uh, games start. But that's where I stand. Brody, when I was growing up uh, and it was a it was a, a kinder, gentler era. I was able to, you know, you were able to go to Lute Olson practices. I, you know, kind of lived in those in the early, or late 90s, early 2000s. And the one thing that always stuck out to me that was just so much different than like a high school practice was just the overall structure that was in place. There's literally not a wasted minute. You're either, you're practicing, you're drilling. There's every, there's, everything has a purpose to it. How is it, how is an Adia Barnes practice like, obviously without giving away the plays? Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say it's pretty similar uh, to that. I, I think that they hold a very, um, you know, it, it's a very good, you know, obviously I'm an onlooker when I go to practice and I'm not involved, which it takes the, the pressure off, you know, because I, I always sit there and get flashbacks to like my JV high school practices where I was like nervous every day because I was so bad at basketball. And I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm just like, doing the radio now and not right. having to worry about uh, perfecting these drills uh, or anything. One thing um, that does stick out to me is how much it really is a team within her coaching staff too, because uh, Salvo does a lot uh, and she's got two new assistants, Aaron Cox and Ashley Davis. Uh, and they really work together and really keep, an eye on everybody. It's very detail oriented, like you would expect out of such a good program and at such a high level. They're making sure everyone does something right. Uh, everyone does their job right. And if they don't, let them know. You know, it's it, there's no kind of like laziness or right. not that there was laziness to be tried, but there's just no margin for error, even in practice. And, and you know, I think that's how you get the wins on game day is like making sure every single little thing in practice goes right. You know what mistakes you made, how to be better. Um, and it all turns out okay on game day. Things that always turn out all okay on game day are the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. These are killer segues right here, Brad. Yeah, that was yes, great, I, Mike. I mean, they, they, they really are. So here's the deal. You throw down $1 on an NFL game right now, and if either team scores, you know what? $100 to play with. Doesn't really get much better than that. You know what? You're probably going to get $100. Now, again, this is for new customers only because the people that are already in DraftKings, they know what this is all about, and they're not going anywhere. So if you're not on DraftKings right now, first of all, where you been? Second of all, you need to hop in there because we are in the middle of NFL, NBA, college basketball, college football. There is not a, a women's college basketball as well. There is not a lack of anything uh, going on here. So, again, this is the time to hop onto the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. The cool thing here, too, about it, the AZ Wildcats podcast, and, again, um, this podcast will be posted here shortly, is we get a lot of insiders, behind-the-scenes type people, and there's nobody more behind the scenes than Mr. Brody Dryden, the voice of the Arizona women's basketball team. Now, Let's go to some questions here, and then we're going to preview a little bit of the uh, season before we sign off. Let's hear from Andre Veras again. Forgive me if this was answered already. I hopped on late. You're forgiven. But for those who haven't watched the team yet this year, what player off last year's squad has been a pleasant surprise? I like that question. Good job, Andre. Yeah, that's a great question. 
um, off last year's team, um, I would have said in the beginning of the year um, through the two first two exhibition games and the first regular season game, uh, Madison Connor uh, out of Phoenix. Mm -hmm. She was a freshman. She was a midseason you know, graduate of high school and then got on the team in the middle of the season last year before he got into the postseason. Didn't play a ton, but she had a couple great games in the exhibition, a great regular season game, and she's just got a great three-point shot. And she's still classified as a freshman. Um, so that's good for her, and she got that experience under her belt. And she only played one minute against Louisville. So I think that was kind of idea all game long. Coach Barnes playing, uh, you know, the more experienced players that had been in the postseason last year kind of know uh, the seriousness, that kind of competition level instead of just the exhibition. But I think Matt, uh, Maddie Connor is going to be a pleasant surprise here in the future as she's worked more in the rotation and, and not just this year, but for the next four years because she's got a really good looking three point shot. And I think uh, Adia Barnes has even given her a lot of credit as you know kind of becoming a younger uh leader in practices and uh she's been kind of taking some pressure you know as as right. that kind of as that kind of role so i think she's somebody to, to keep keep your eye on what's fascinating too about this team and how they've been able to produce in conference the last couple of years now granted in 20 uh excuse me 2020 it was obviously canceled because of covid but Arizona is in the state right now where you are in the best conference in all of co women's college basketball. It's not even close. When you got Arizona, you got Stanford, you got Oregon, you got UCLA. I can just keep going down the list. But that to me is going to be something It's a little bit like the SEC in football where you get to the uh, you get to the postseason, Brody, and it's not like Arizona is going to be surprised by any talent they're going to be going against because quite frankly, they've gone against the best teams out there. It's not like you know, you're playing in Conference USA and all of a sudden you get Stanford in the second round. Yeah, exactly. It's literally kind of, um, you know, the fact that the, this number six team, Louisville, really good this year, really good. And um, it's more of a warm up going into the Stanford's and uh, Oregon's and everybody that Arizona is going to be playing in, in the Pac-12 schedule. Also non-conference, by the way, if you saw um, uh, Texas women's basketball beat Stanford uh, last night or the night before. Mm -hmm. And and so that, that was a huge upset. And Arizona plays Texas here coming up in, in Las Vegas for the coast-to-coast -coast challenge. So, you know, it, it, it's funny how that is instead of, you know, some sports and uh, some conferences, it's like you, you kind of play way lesser teams to, to warm up to the right. conference, but it's kind of these really good teams that Arizona is going to be playing in their non-conference. You more excited to travel to Vegas or to possibly go back to South Dakota at some point? <laughs> South Dakota did not hit over 32 degrees the entire time uh, we were there. So I would have to say I'm a little bit more excited for, for Las Vegas. <laughs> We're going to be back with you on the post game tomorrow after the uh, Arizona men play. And then we got Matt Muehlbach coming up on Wednesday. And big dog Brody Dryden will be back with us next week. But as always, Brody, really appreciate your time. And, you know, for everybody out there, just tell them where they can find you because you're going to be active tonight. Yes, I am. Um, so if you're in Tucson, turn your radio dials over to 1400 KTUC. Um, I'll tweet out a, a reminder. Follow me on Twitter at Coyote Brody. 
Um, we're also online. If you if you find us, download the Varsity app um, from Learfield on your phone, and you can listen uh, online to our radio broadcast for U of A Women's Tonight. We're going uh, tonight at 6.30 and then on Friday at 6.30 as well. So For Brody Dryden, I'm Mike Luke. We will be back with you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Thank you.